Welcome to the Christian Life Austin podcast. Visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, register for an upcoming event, or support the Christian Life ministry through our online giving portal. We trust that you'll enjoy today's message. Thank you once again for listening. speak today on the message and the subject that would be kind of concurring to and referring to this particular I want to talk about one day everybody say one day day. everybody say one day I believe with all my heart that hell can't put something on you in one day that the Savior that I love can't take off of you in one day I don't believe hell can throw impediments in your, in your path in one day that will destroy you from ever walking that path again because I believe God can take the impediments away in one day. I still believe in the awesome power of change when you walk into the presence of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. He is the change maker. Praise God. Turn to somebody and shake their hand and say, I'm glad to see you in church today and you may be seated. Great crowd on this first service. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Good to see Pat Patterson here today. Had a scare this week and we're glad, Pat, I'm glad to see you in church, sir. There's there's no greater witness of God's greatness than that of a changed life. When you see someone that has been and now they are, someone that came from and now they're headed to, someone that was in the depths of despair and now they're standing on the rock of ages. When you see change in people's lives, it is an attribute and and, and attributable to the fact that you recognize change, number one, and number two, that things can change in people's lives. The reason I preach every Sunday and every Wednesday and the reason I talk about this God the way that I do is because I want people to know that I still believe He is a change maker. He is a man and a God that can still make changes in our lives. I do believe that some things are healing processes, but I do believe that there are miraculous things that can happen to people when they come into the presence of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The Bible said in his presence there is fullness of joy. So one thing I do know, when you come from a world of grief and get in his presence, amen, I believe that God can do some things instantly in your life. I read a story about an angel of the Lord who telephoned the editors of five major newspapers with this message one day. He said simply, God says the world will end tomorrow. And when the New York Times received that, they carried front page headlines which read, The world ends tomorrow, reliable sources say. A box read, analysis on page 11. The Wall Street Journal front page headlines read, World ends tomorrow market plunges. The headlines of the USA Today read, we're gone. The headlines of the LA Times read, world ends tomorrow. 
Bill Clinton says, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Finally, the headline of the Washington Post read, world ends tomorrow. Congress approves term limits and school prayer. Just thought I'd share what one day can do to even change the headlines of papers. Acts 3 and verse 1 in the New Revised Standard Version so it goes something like this. One day, everybody say one day. Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody say one day. When we see this in Scripture, it is often associated with something big when you see one day. And many times it is followed by something epic. In other words, you wouldn't mind having your story begin with one day, one day. Because what happens in that one day is the headline of your life's story. So Peter and John doing what they did every day. They went to church. It was their custom. This was not just a weekend deal for them. It was something that they did every morning. So no doubt it had become a part of their daily routine. And then verse 2 says, And a man lame from birth was being carried in. And people would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the beautiful gate so that he could ask for alms from these entering the temple. Not only was going to the temple what Peter and John did every day, but this lame man's every day consisted of being carried to the gate. Now the gate is a place of transition. It's a place of transit. It's a place where you're really, really not supposed to live. Not this man was not in, he was not out, he did not have a home, he just came and sat at a place of transit for 40 years. And he begged, and he pled, and he desired, and he wanted. The Bible tells us about the routine. You can almost feel this story building. See, we all have our norms, or we have our normal days, our routines that we feel like sometimes are a blur of the same thing over and over and over again. And I think daily routine is wonderful, but sometimes it becomes a monotonous thing. These daily routines overlap each other. Tuesday many times is like Wednesday. It's like Thursday because we did the thing on Tuesday that we do on Thursday, and it's just again and again and again. But everyone who has encountered God up close and personal can tell you about the moment. They can tell you about the setting. They can tell you about the service. They may not be able to tell you about the sermon, but they can tell you about the song. They can tell you about the date because one day in our everydays, one day in our everydays can change everything in our life, everything in our life. Now let's go back to the story. I'll put it on the screen. The routine of the everyday is about to give way to the transforming, life-changing power of one day. One day. Verse 3 through verse 8 says, When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. And Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver, I have no gold, 
but what I have I will give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. And jumping up, he stood. The King James said, leaping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. How many remember the day, that one day, that something got a hold of you? And you went from a sitting on life posture to a leaping up and standing for life posture. How many remember that day in your life? As an old song we used to sing, I never shall forget the day when all the burdens of my heart rolled away. It makes me happy, glad, and free. Woo! I'll sing and shout it because he's everything to me. How many remember the day you went down in those waters? Come on. How many remember the day that the Lord saved you? Come on. How many remember the day that he washed you white as snow and you knew you couldn't do it yourself and you knew you couldn't get there by yourself but because God came on the scene, he changed you from the man you were to the man he wanted you to be. He changed you from the woman going left to another person going the right way in life because God does great things in precious moments in our lives. This was one day unlike any previous day. And that one day changed everything for this man. On that one day, everybody say the story changed. Everybody say the story changed. On one day, the story changed. I'm going to read you Larry's story right quick. Larry's one of my favorite people. I call him my pastoral friend. He's everybody in this church's special person. He's a church musician. He wrote it this way. I spent my whole life playing music for a living. It was in a world full of drugs, sex, and rock and roll. I'll never forget the day that Christ changed my world. It was a Wednesday, a Wednesday night, sitting in a 12-step program to kick the drugs and the booze. While I was sitting there, God spoke to my heart to get up, and crossed the street. And when I did, I walked into a church that was into praise and worship. And it lifted my heart and it gave me hope. A gentleman named Bill Patrick, who's still in this church today, met me as I came in and told me I needed to stick around. After church, I approached the pastor and told him I wanted to get baptized as soon as possible. He told me to come back the next day at noon and I think they had bets whether I would show up or not. I did. And the next Sunday brought my girlfriend along, and she's still with him today. We both received the Holy Spirit. That was 17 years ago. Since then, the blessings have not quit flowing. We got married. We raised our kids, moved to the country, opened a music store, and try every day to let God's light shine through us and guide us. So what was a single life-changing day became a way of life. Amen, amen, his own words. Larry, would you stand? Stand up, Larry. Stand up, Larry. Stand up, Larry. Where you at, Larry? Where's Larry? There he is. Give him a hand. That's one day. That's one day. 
That's one day. Hallelujah. Not only does the story change in one day, but the person changes in one day. Not only does the person change in one day, but the heart changes in one day. Let me read you Jeremiah's story. These men wrote these for me. I did not write them and ask for their approval. They wrote them for me. Jeremiah said, for years, I had accepted the fact that hell was my destination. I had come to terms with the addiction that had consumed my body and blackened my heart and soul. Completely overtaken by alcohol, amphetamines, and pornography, I was convinced that all my second chances were gone. Loneliness always caused the glimpse that perhaps, perhaps one day I could be free. I knew there was a better way to live. Just figured the reach was too far. But in a small room at a treatment facility, after opening myself to God and asking if I had gone too far, it happened. Dot, 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 dot. Seven of them. The day. The day. I had longed for, dreamed about, and thought would never come. He washed me white as snow, forever removing the chains that held me. His divine presence filled the room, and the Holy Ghost engulfed every inch of my soul. It was the day I will never forget. Immediately I had no weight, no addictions. It was all completely gone. The darkness would never plague me again. The day God touched my soul, Jeremiah Bridges, now happily married, father of a beautiful baby boy, a member of our church board and poster man, he and Larry, of a church that calls people to have change in their life. Jeremiah, where you at, Jeremiah? Where you at? Stand up, Jeremiah. Clap for him right now. Here's what I'm telling you. Hell can't put something on you. Hell can't put something on you that God can't fix in one day. He can cause you to be come out of the crippled state that you're in and live and go leaping and praising into the house of God. It's called one day, one day, one day. Not only does the story change, not only does the person change, not only does the heart change, but the future also changes. Woo! He was on his way to hell. He was stuck in rock and roll and sex and drugs. But now, they're on their way to heaven. And the journey gets sweeter every day. I'm preaching to somebody right now. There was a guy that I know pretty personally because I've read about him a lot. His name was Saul. And he was a well-known leader of gangs that persecuted Christians in and around Jerusalem. And then one day, and then one day, he was on the road of Damascus. He had an encounter with God. And his story changed. And it, the person changed. And the heart changed. And his future changed. And the change was so huge that God gave him a brand new name. He said, you're not Saul. Now you're going to be called Paul. Because what he used to hate, he now loved. And he became the great apostle Paul, a church planner, a scripture writer, a passionate leader of God's great church. I'm here to tell you, if you're a visitor today, if you're somebody that don't know the Lord, 
If you have never been in the presence of the King of Kings that I'm preaching about today, that connect card that you held up, that connect card that you signed and somebody gave you at the door, that prayer card you picked up could be the miracle, really. It could be the healing. It could be the salvation you've been waiting and wanting all your life because every day, every day could be somebody's one day in our church right here, right now. Clap your hands and rejoice to that. So in our text, amen, in our text, Peter and John were doing what they were supposed to do. They were being consistent in the outworking of their faith. They were right where they were supposed to be, doing what they were supposed to do. And their every day, you hear me, became somebody's one day. There is a beautiful scripture in the book of Luke chapter 8, verse 22. It goes something like this, on a certain day. Everybody say on a certain day. Everybody say on a certain day. On a certain day. There are days that God just has mapped out for you. Amen. There's some healing for somebody in this house right now. There's some Holy Spirit in this house for somebody right now. There's some salvation. There's some water baptism for somebody right now. There's some putting some families together in this house right now. Because there are certain days that God has programmed for you. Because when your heart gets right, God's always ready. Amen. God's always ready. I want to tell you about this certain day. This certain day in Luke chapter 8, you might want to read it when you get home. It starts a series of events that happen to people on one day. Everybody say one day. The first thing that happened, Jesus tells his disciples, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. And when he got in the boat, he went to the bottom of the boat, took him a pillow, and went to sleep in the bottom of that boat. In the middle of that sea, they got in a storm, and they woke him up and said, Master, do you not care that we perish? And he came up out of the bottom of that boat and stood out on the bow of that boat and rebuked the wind and rebuked the waves. I'm telling you, a sleeping Christ can do more <laughs> than a wide awake church without God in it. Amen. You hear me? And he calmed the sea and he calmed the waves. Then they landed at a place called Gadara, that same trip. And running from the tombs was a man that had at least 2,000 spirits in him. His name was Legion, for we are many. Legion means anywhere from two to 6,000. I'll just conservatively say he had two to 3,000 spirits in him. And Jesus rebuked those spirits, and the man fell down. He picked him up, and he was made whole. Do you hear me? He was made whole. One day he was made whole. One day demons came out of him, and he was made whole. One day he would never cut himself again. He would never run naked through the cemetery again. One day his family could be rejoined to him again. One day, I'm telling you, it doesn't take God 12 steps. It doesn't take the Lord three or four months. God can do works in your life in one day. God can speak to your spirit in one day. God can turn your life around in one day. He can drive the demons out in one day. He can bring families together in one day. That's the kind of God he is. He left him there. He sent those demon spirits into the swine. They ran off a cliff and drowned themselves. Then they got back in that boat and went back to the other side. And when he landed on the other side, a man named Jairus met him on a certain day. On a certain day. And Jairus said, I've got a daughter that's just died. And the only place in the scripture that you'll ever see this phrase, Jesus said it. He said, Jairus, believe only. 
Not only believe, believe only. Get your faith in front of your onlys. Believe only. Don't only believe. Don't get your onlys beside yourself. Just start believing only. Just believe. Just be solitary in your faith. And he on his way to Jairus' house to raise a daughter, 12 years old, from the dead. A woman. A woman who had an issue of blood. Came up behind him and touched him. Touched the hem of his garment. And he looked around and he said, who touched me? And Peter said, Lord, you're in a great crowd. There's a lot of people touching you. He said, oh, no, no, no. It wasn't that kind of touch. It was a touch of virtue flowing out of my body. Somebody has touched me today. And she raised her hand and she said, I did. He said, daughter, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Are you getting the picture? Are you getting the picture on a certain day? On one day, are you ready for this? God stormed, uh, God calmed the storm and stopped the waves. He held the elements in check on one day. The same day, he cast out two to 3,000 spirits. The same day, he raised a girl back from the dead. The same day, he touched a woman with an affliction for 12 years. I'm here to tell you, there's a day in your life that Jesus Christ can turn you from hopeless to help, from down to up, from being distraught to being encouraged. There's a day that God wants to give you. One day. One day. Come on, rejoice. Rejoice. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day when Jesus washed my sins away. For every day can become his one day. At approximately 6.30 this morning, and 5.30 p.m. on Wednesday, someone opens our church doors. Our team starts arising, arriving about 7 o'clock on Sundays, about 6 on Wednesday. Choir practice is 6.15 on Wednesday. All the choir says amen to that. Amen. Some are getting ready for kids like Keith and Joyce. Others are getting ready for automobiles like Richard and his team. Others are getting ready for people that will want something to drink like Joyce and her crew, something to eat, Joyce and her crew. Others are in a room praying. We got a lot of those folks. Musicians and singers are on the platform at 8 a.m. this morning rehearsing. Sound and lighting and video technicians are doing last-minute check sound checks and run-throughs. At 6.30 on Wednesday, at 8.15 on Sunday, the cars start arriving. The people start coming. The auditorium opens up. The people start getting in their seats. Some of us have done this probably close to 5,000 times because it is our everyday. It is fair to say we don't always think about the magnitude of what's at stake. The truth is, it's not always on our mind, but at some level, there's a very real hope that what is our everyday will become somebody's one day. And since it is Super Bowl Sunday and everybody's excited, I think Jesus would like to outdo the 49ers and the Ravens today. I think Jesus would like to come down and give healing where you've been hurting and give faith where you've been doubting and give Holy Spirit where you've been empty and give salvation where you've been lost and give baptism where you have been not cleansed. I think Jesus wants to come down and do a work today. I think this could be your one day in your life. 
Jesus comes one day in John 4 and sits at a well. And a woman who came there every day, something that she did all the time, a woman of Sychar, a woman who had been married five times and living with her sixth man, came to that well unsuspecting, came to that well unaware that her every day was about to give way to the Lord's one day. Woo, hallelujah. And there at that well, she encountered Jesus. And she experienced her one day that changed everything in her life. She left her water pots. She ran back to the city and said, come see a man that's told me everything about who I am and what I am and where I'm going. And when the disciples got back from buying food, 12 went to buy food for 13. He wanted them out of there because they didn't have the right attitude yet. And when they came back, they saw Samaritans coming. They all had white garments on. That was their garment of dress. And he said, look, the fields are white, ready to harvest. And a little later in the book of Acts chapter 8, a man named Philip went down and baptized the whole city. And Peter and John came down and laid hands on them, and the whole city received the Spirit. Here's what I'm telling you. Because a woman carried water pots and carried a horrible past, found a Savior at a well one day. Oh, somebody help me right now. One day, one day, one day, somebody in this service is going to walk out of here healed today. I'm just telling you right now. Somebody in this house is going to walk out of here saved today. Somebody in this house is going to walk out of here cleansed today. One day, one day, one day. I want to encourage every person who's had an encounter with God to never forget that one day in your life when God showed up and changed your heart. You've never gotten over it. And when it comes to God's house, you're like the psalmist who said, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. How many believe that right now? Why don't you clap because God's good? Come on, clap because God's good right now. Clap because God's good. I want to encourage people to be inspired. I want you to stay inspired by the idea that one day, one message, one song, one moment can be the catalyst that God uses to change a person's life forever. I want to encourage you today just because somebody you know or somebody you brought to church hasn't had their one day doesn't mean they won't have their one day. I want to encourage some of you who have prayed for people you love to not quit praying. Don't quit inviting. Don't quit believing. Heaven is setting somebody's one day up right now. Right now. God uses people like us to create places and create spaces and create atmospheres where people experience God in a way that they've never experienced Him before, in a way that they will never forget. So you say, Pastor, I'm closing. Randy, if you'll help me. Hector, if y'all will help me, guys. I'm closing. Here's what I want to tell you. Day one on God's one day. He said, God created the heavens and the earth. 
And the earth was without form, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And God said, watch this now, let there be light. And there was light. Hear me. There's some people that have walked in this church today that are in abject darkness. You don't know which way to turn. You've got problems hanging on you. You've got situations delving into your personal spirit that's driving you crazy. It really is. But let me tell you about God's one day. God can turn darkness into light. Just say it. Let there be. And maybe all you need today is God to shine a light on something in your world to cause you to see things in a different dimension, in a different angle. But God's not through. God had another one day. On God's second creative day, he caused dry land to appear and he divided the waters from the waters. He became a dividing God that day. Some of you say, Pastor, I got friends in my life that are dragging me down and I love church and I love what happens at church and I love what goes on in the house of God. But when I get out of here, Pastor, I got people that I can't resist and I can't say no to. I'm going to tell you, you need a second day miracle in your life. You need a one day on day two. You need God to divide some things in your life. You need waters to go that way and waters to go that way. And you need to have dry land between you and that thing that's trying to drown you and not save you. And then there is a day three. And on day three, God planted some things. God planted some things. And those plants, those herb-bearing seeds begin to bear fruit. Because the third represents resurrection. He arose on the third day. And what God, what God plants in you will rise out of you. And today, even if you don't make a walk to this altar and come and receive Christ or come and be healed or come and pray about your finances or come and pray about your family even if you don't make that walk today God's planted something in you by the word of the Lord and that word's going to sprout up because God can have a day of just giving you something a word that will encourage you and make you stronger in your faith and then on the fourth day yeah the fourth day some people need this some people need this. They need to understand that God rules the day by the sun. But once you know him, you'll never be in darkness again. Because he rules the night by the lesser light. And when you look up in your darkest night, you're going to see stars. You're going to see a moon. And you're going to understand that I can have a day with him. I can have that day with him. And on the fifth day, on the fifth day, on the fifth day, some of you say, Pastor, I just don't think that I can ever soar in faith like you do on Sunday, like you do on Wednesday. I don't think I can ever be where you are in God. Yes, you can. Because on the fifth day, he made the fowls of the air. He made things that soared. He made things that flew. He made the fishes of the sea, things that could undergo water under could swim under the water or fly in the air he made things that wouldn't hurt you here that you could de devour and he made things that would fly above you and he showed you no matter what happened beneath or what happened above you can sail or you can soar 
on day six, he created the beast of the field. Food for us. Raiment for us. He created those things. The four-legged beast, he created them. Yeah, he did. On day six. But he also made man. And he made man stand up and he was a living creature. And he made woman. And she stood beside him complete. Because you see, God didn't make man for the world. He made the world for man. And God wants to bring some days into your life. He wants to bring a day, a one day, that can change you from what you're, because everybody's needs here are different. Everybody's walking a different path with the same path, but in a different location on that path. And everybody here understands that I need something desperately in my life right now. You may not need what your neighbor needs. You may not need what I need. You may not need what the pastoral team needs. You may not need what somebody in this choir needs. But somebody here needs a day in God. One day in God. And so I encourage you. I encourage you today. I really do. Because this is a one day. It's a one day. This is not a series. I won't preach another one day next Sunday. This is a one day. This is a day the Lord has made. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Because I understand that God has something great for me today. Would you stand to your feet all over the house? Would you stand to your feet? I want you to, I want you to do something right now. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want our ushers to come and stand in the aisles. I want our prayer team to come and gather around the front here right now quickly because I want you to be here before these people come because there's people that's going to walk this aisle here today. They're going to walk this aisle and they're going to ask God for salvation. They're going to ask God for baptism. They're going to ask God for family help. They're going to ask God, I know we've already prayed for you, but I'm giving a call here today to people that understand that there is something that God can do in one day. One day, you heard the story of Larry special person in this church. You heard the story of Jeremiah. There's Larry's and Jeremiah sitting all in this audience here today. There's more Larry's. There are more Jeremiah's. And I'm here to tell you, you're still in a church today that believes that God can turn your life around in one day. Amen? One day. Clap your hands and rejoice in that life. And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks again for listening.